We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Book of Mormon stories that my teacher tells to me. Not true. Are about the Lamanites, but they're not part of history. Rusty came out with updates to say this book ain't true. Given this land, this song is racist. Righteously. Wow, that is racist. That's straight up racist. Yeah, we know. We know. Hey, think the Mormons still sing that? Um, They probably don't sing it, and they probably are like, we don't know where that song came from. We never sang it. Exactly. Someone wrote that song who wasn't really active at the time. And we don't know how it got in the songbook. We were not aware. But we do not believe in racism. Anyway, welcome to Hot Drinks. My name is Brother Jack Coffey. I'm Latter-day Twain, and I am fucked up. Yeah, you're very drunk. Yeah. Because why? you had a beer and a before one. you came over. And a wine. And you you get beer from your job. Uh-huh. And so that beer could be 4% right. beer for children, or it could be seven, 17%. Right, because the low fills, they're called right. low fills, that we're allowed to take home, um, they're not labeled. Right, so they're like the beer that didn't quite fill up the can, so they can't sell so it. So they can't sell it. But they don't bother labeling it. It could be a 9% It could ABV. be a pumpkin ale. It could be It could a be 4%. an IPA. Do you ever open it and it's an IPA and you're just like, fuck this. Yeah, but those are the ones that get you really Yeah, that's up. true. Yeah. I hate IPAs. Oh, yeah, they're real bad. They're so gross. They're, I don't get it. They're pumpkin spice lattes for straight men. <laughs> but yeah. They that's are. Perfect. Like, straight men want to think that they're all sophisticated because they really like these complicated IPAs. Oh, my God. But it's just a dumb drink that they drink. It's just a pumpkin spice latte. Anyway, also, they're gross. So yeah. I, I thought I would maybe get accustomed to them uh-huh. after, over time. It hasn't happened. There's, I know this is a competing brewery, but Red Rock Brewery yeah. makes an IPA called Double Rainbow. It's like oh. their pride IPA. It's oh. a rainbow on, and, a, and a unicorn on the label. Oh, it's quite good. It's not real bitter. Okay. Not real hoppy. Good, as they say. As they say in the beer biz. So this is Hot Drinks. It's right. a podcast. Um, yeah, I, and we talk about... Alcohol. Alcohol and IPAs. Yeah. Um, so my so today's is our top five IPAs. My <laughs> number favorite is called Double Bullet, and it's from... I don't know. I was going to make up an IPA. Mine is called The Cat's Ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's just always up in your face. Right. You know? I just want the gentle listeners to know. I know they can't see anything because this is a podcast. Not a video. Right. Someday. Um, I just want them to know that you're wearing your Welcome to Four Seasons Total Landscaping Philadelphia PA t-shirt. The bottom says... I don't even know not, what the bottom says. Not the Four Seasons Hotel... Do you remember the Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Of course. It was one of the most perfect. It was a beautiful moment. And that's why I bought a t-shirt to commemorate it. Oh, my fucking God. It was when Trump conceded. Or no, he never conceded. He never did. He never fucking did. It was something, though. It was was something. Yeah. And it was at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping next to a porn. 
this is much like what we're going to talk about today. So first, <laughs> first we do the thing called comings and blowings. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Do you have any comings and blowings? I believe so. Okay. I know you said that you were going to talk about something in comings and blowings, something that I had talked about, but I don't remember what that was. I don't either. I'm okay. so fuckity fucked. I know, I know. Right now. So in what's going on in your life? Best way. Well, here's what's going on. Uh, I'm going to Bend, Oregon on the 31st. We love Bend, Oregon. Don't we? I fucking love Bend, Oregon. It's a dream. It really is. Yeah. Let me describe Bend. <clears throat> Please For do. people who haven't been there. Okay. It's in central Oregon. It's on the Deschutes River. Goddamn. It's the high desert. So it's not, it's, it's beautiful, but in a high deserty way. Uh-huh. Sagebrush. Big kind of prickly trees, whatever. Anyway, yeah. but the Deschutes River runs right through the center of Bend, so it's very green. But it's verdant. But it doesn't look like Price, Utah. No, no, but no. Lots of green. Yeah, There's very, very green. green. Yeah, because yeah. it's right in the right on the river. Right. But it is kind of this funky little like artist town. Yeah. Anyway, I fucking love Bend, it Oregon. It is adorbs. Adorbs. And the Deschutes River is full of just volcanic black rock. Right. And it's. Fucking gorgeous. And so, if it wasn't October, you can ride a tube down the Deschutes yeah, right yeah, through the, the middle summer. of Bend. Yeah. yeah, they have all, like, if you go to their downtown area and also where the Deschutes Brewery is, yeah. um, th- there's this whole area right on the river where you can do all these water activities. Yeah. Um, are you flying into Bend or are you flying to Portland? I'm flying right into Bend. Okay, okay. Yeah. The- so... I used to live in that part of the world, uh-huh. and I would travel to Bend a lot. Sometimes yeah. I would fly, because you can fly from Portland. Sometimes I would drive, because it would take about the same amount it's of like time. Three. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really would, because like, it's like a maybe four-hour drive, and it's probably a 45-minute plane ride. But by the time you know you drive to the airport, in park, park get, you know, all you that stuff. Anyway. Yeah, that's when, so funny. There's a city right outside, of, right outside of Bend that you drive through on your way there called Sisters. Oregon. Okay. And whenever I drove through Sisters, I would play that song that goes, Sisters, Sisters. Just turn it up real uh, loud. Uh, oh my God. As I drove through with the windows down. I hate that. Nana Swana Swana Sisters. <laughs> okay. That documentary on Netflix about the cult. Oh, the weight loss cult? No, that's on HBO Max. No, no, no. It, it's like maybe two years old now. Um, oh, the Indian cult? The cult that was the lady from India? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. And it was and right they orange. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or red or something like that. What was like that called? What was it? was called the Wild... Beyond. <laughs> cult documentary. Googling right now. As we do. Yeah. Why are you... Oh, because it was right outside Bend. It was called... Yes. And what are you <clears throat> doing in Bend? Why are you going? I'm going to see, well, my nephew. Right. And also, because of that, I'll see my brother and his wife. Right. But it's all about Bo. Right. It's, oh, I didn't get consent to say his name. It's a, your brother with the forearms. Yes. And it is your nephew, Bo. I mean, your nephew, Arrow. Joe. Your nephew, Arrow. Arrow. I like that. And, and you're going to be there for wife. Halloween. And I'm going to be there for Halloween for trick-or-treating and then for With like Arrow. four days. I am so fucking excited. What is it about a nephew and a niece that's just like... I don't know. I hate mine. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, do you know what Arrow is going to dress as for Halloween? No, I don't know, 
but I need to ask those questions. I haven't even gotten my costume. I was ready. gonna say you need to dress up too. I want to be Endora. Okay. Okay. From Bewitched. Right. But I I need to find I I can't sew. Right. So I just need to find like a costume somewhere for that. So anyway. Um, That's so, very exciting. Yeah, I'm going to bend in what is ten days. It's exciting. Oh. My God! I have something. Well, maybe I'll save this for a demi toss. Remind me <clears throat> for my for a demi toss. I want to talk about um, Halloween plans in general. In general, not just for twenty twenty one. Well, I mean, it is for twenty twenty one, but it's also just some things I've been thinking about lately. That you're gonna that you might do. No, it's about <clears throat> it, it's it generally the idea of it, and I don't want to like spoil the demi toss, but generally the idea is. What do you do when someone wants to be your friend? And how do you get away from that? And, and, and wait, what? <laughs> do, but we'll talk about it on a demi-toss. Okay. Because there are a few people in my life who I think want to be my friend. And it makes me panicky. Makes me throw up in my mouth and swallow it back down again. Of course again. it does. Not, be, not because they're not lovely people. No. But because of your own shit. Oh, yeah. No, but like gener- literally I don't know what to do. <laughs> So, but we'll save it for a demi toss. But it involves my plans over Halloween weekend. I said some one time. I said to someone, "I want to be your friend," and she said back to me, uh, "No one's ever said that to me before. People just we just talk and we just become friends. No one's ever said, hey, I I want to be your friend.' And, like she didn't know what to do with that." If and someone said to me, I want to be your friend, it. I would go, <laughs> and then I would walk away. <laughs> and I'd find a reason to leave. Anyway, and then, I, and then I would go home and cry that I don't have any friends. But you do have friends. Anyway, what's going on with what? Your life. Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing interesting. You know what? Here's the thing. I had a breakdown last week, like a nervy bee. Yeah. Uh, when we were having a funeral for Cindy's uterus. Do you mean B nervy B Arthur? No, or... a nervy bee, like a nervy breakdown, a nervous breakdown, oh, a nervy bee. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, I had a nervy bee. That makes yeah. it cute, though. It is. It was really cute. Um. So I did not celebrate Cindy's uterus being okay. removed from her body. <laughs> right. I wrote, I stayed home and thought about my choices. You and I wrote a eulogy. Right. Even that I did not deliver. Right. Because I, I just stayed home and thought about my choices. I just delivered it and went. So then I said, <laughs> and then Josh, brother Coffee said, right. Anyway. And back and forth. So also in comings and blowings, Cindy does not have a uterus anymore. She no longer has a uterus. It, is, it has been yeeted from her body. From her... She is now an empty vessel. She is an empty vessel. And we were going to do top five things that you that Cindy could fill her empty vessel with. Right. But we decided not to because for some reason. Because what are you going to say? Like, LaCroix? Cotton candy? Candy corn? <laughs> Hopes and dreams? I don't know. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. This chair, this seat is really uncomfortable. Tumbleweeds. So we're not sitting in Brother Let's Coffee's. go to where we're normally sitting. We're, okay, we'll just have to not step we'll, on the arts and crafts. Let's walk over there as we record. Now we're walking over. <clears throat> I just am doing some arts and crafts in this room, so it's kind of a mess. Don't step on that wood. It's important. <laughs> if I had a nickel. Oh, so much more comfortable. If I had a nickel. Okay, so Okay. we don't really have a top five today. Which is weird because we have, <laughs> we usually do top fives. <laughs> It's also weird because you can tell we're so organized. <laughs> but we just so, had some topics that we wanted to discuss uh-huh. that per, that specifically pertain to Mormon gaslighting. 
and some Mormon gaslighting that has happened this week. Just in the past couple of days. And it's been real blatant. Oh. And we want to talk about our response. Oh, my God. We want to talk about how the Progmos are probably responding. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. We want to talk about, oh, we wanted to talk about that business that sells temple dresses and pride right. <laughs> and pride wear. Let's please talk about Let's that. not talk about it because then we're going to drive traffic to that website. Uh, but there is a Utah-based business that sells temple dresses and pride attire. Yeah. But, and, and the pride attire says, I'll walk with you. Right. Which is the most bullshit, bullshit. Well, I like I'll just... walk with you, but the Mormon church has co-opted it. From it... Carolyn Peterson. Because oh. she wrote it. And Carolyn is a Mormon. Anyway, that's a whole other yeah, Oprah. Yeah, that's but, a whole mess. Okay. So we're going to take a little break. <gasps> well, no, we're not. We don't need to take a break. No, I it's, don't. You're fine. I'm ready. You're ready to record. Okay. So what happened this week? What Rusty happened? Nelson. And right. for those of you who don't know what we mean when we say Rusty Nelson, he is the prophet seer and revelator. Of the church. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> So he speaks Russell to God. Russell M. Nelson, he's the prophet. And right. in Mormonism, you are told that the prophet of God can A, not lead us astray. Right. B, is the mouthpiece of God. And can only speak as the mouthpiece of God. Because there are literally talks that say, you know, sometimes people may wonder, is he speaking as a man? Is he speaking as a prophet? But the but Mormonism teaches he can only speak as a prophet. And this he never speaks as a man. Bla- all this is blatantly taught to us. Not insinuated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blatantly right. taught to us. Laid out, spelled out. Right. Laid out, spelled out. So. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. So. <clears throat> he was in the heartland. And, okay, so wait, he was, where was he? So I don't he even was, know. So the article in Church News, right? Church News is the official, right? Newspaper, churchnews.lds.news.churchnews.slash.news.org/slash <laughs> slash in the hollow of his hand. Dot <laughs> HTML. If you want to read the article yourself, that's backslash. It is. Cindy is an empty vessel. Right. So. <clears throat> He was in Oklahoma and Kansas. Okay. He and Uchtdorf and right. their consorts, their right. wives. Right. And the title of the article is something like, Uchtdorf and Nelson and their wives. Say some shit. No, no. Give heartland advice in oh. Kansas and Oklahoma. Oh, so clever. <laughs> Give that church news employee a raise. And when this was published on October 17th. Mm-hmm. And you they, really got your facts in order for a drunk person. Thank you. That's the sweetest thing you've I ever mean, said to me. I mean, because normally you're like, and then I read a story. <laughs> I don't remember where. And, it and that's when you're sad. sober. But now right. you're drunk and you're like, on October 17th. And now that I'm sober. Yeah. So, on October 17th, the Church News published the article with little snip snaps. Right, of what of, they had talked about. Of what about. they said. And one of those things... <laughs> My fucking cat is accosting you. She in the cutest way. It's the cutest way, but it's like it's like she wants to be finger banged. You know what I mean? Oh, oh like my God. She, she's like so aggressively. <laughs> I love it. She's so aggressively trying to get me to pet her. This is why cats are perfect for you. And I'm like, just sit down, and I will pet you. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to climb into my mouth. <laughs> you don't have to place your asshole, the rosette of your asshole, on my nose. That's unnecessary. Gross. Jesus. You don't have to dig your claws into my scrotal sack. 
But like, that, just sit on my lap and oh, I'll pet you. Oh my god, she's doing all the she's, things you just yeah, described. She's like she's licking listening. my ear. <clears throat> okay, so no, here she is climbing in my mouth. She's like, what if I put <clears throat> my whole head inside your open mouth? <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Fucking love these dummies. So <laughs> okay, so Rusty, Rusty, and DT. So and one of the things in this article, what's Dieter's nickname? Dee Dee. Teeter. Dee. I think it's Dee Dee. I think it's Rusty and Dee Dee. Dee Ook. Duke, duked, duke, duke, rusty and duked, rusty and duke, or just duke, rusty and duke. Okay, okay. I'm glad we took time to figure that out. (laughs) That's improved the quality of this episode. Okay, so the article in the church news. What if we don't take breaks and everyone just pees their pants while we're recording? Because they don't know what to do. It's gonna keep you up at night. Yeah, it is. Not me, but you, 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 you. Back to the article. Yes. So rusty and duke. No, just rusty. Rusty. The article claimed. Do you want me to read the actual quote from the article? Yes, please. Okay. October let 17th. Me, let me pull up. <clears throat> let me just open my paper copy of the church Did news. Did we mention it's the church news? Uh, no, slash. Slash Uchtdorf slash Dieter. Okay. The of his hands. So the original, <clears throat> the article said. Yeah. President Nelson clarified that the Book of Mormon is not a historical textbook. Instead, it further defines many Bible teachings while revealing new concepts and refuting many falsehoods, including the notion that Revelation ended with the Bible, but then that one can be saved by grace alone. But let's focus on that first line. <clears throat> President Nelson clarified that the Book of Mormon is not a historical textbook. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Right? Yeah. Right? So those of you who grew up Mormon, were you not taught... That the Book of Mormon was a historical record, and are there not Mormon historiographers? What? How do you call it? How do you say liars? Uh, No, Mormon like tour guides who take people on tours of the Book of Mormon. But think of all those tour guides; they can't do those tours anymore. Scholars and geologists who claims who claim they have found artifacts and locations of like Nephi this, and Alma the Younger that, right? And then he comes out and says. It's not a historical textbook. Right. So here's kind of, here's where I'm at. Because I, because obviously the progmos are doing backflips to make this make sense. Uh-huh. Well, he said it's not a historical textbook, which is not. Because like a textbook is what you would use to like teach a history class in school, which you wouldn't. But just because, you know, like they're going through the whole rigmarole. Right, right. Of trying to make this all make sense. But here's my question to the Mormons and the progmos who are listening. Yeah. We were taught, we we were told many, many times, the Book of Mormon is the most correct book on earth. Yeah. And in Mormonism, there is a place for the Bible, which we were taught is a great book full of great teachings, but has been corrupted over time by men. And so the translations are imperfect and it's not a perfect book. Exactly. But again, we were taught <gasps> the Book of Mormon went from the mouth of God to the prophets yeah. who wrote it on the golden plates to Joseph Smith, who read it off of a hat that had nothing to do with the golden plates. <laughs> so there's literally no room for... There's n- no room for inaccuracy. Right. <laughs> and so that is why it's the most perfect book. So if what Rusty was saying is, well, the history in the Book of Mormon isn't true, but the the teachings and the gospel is true, right? then that means it's not a perfect book. Like, right. that means that parts of the book are untrue. But also, this is insinuating that Nephi never existed. Right. That it's all just an allegory or something. Right. But again, why make that distinction? Like, why spend so many years saying it's the most correct book on earth 
if it's actually just an allegory and it's not true at all. But if it's not those things, then why say, what does that mean to say it's, a, it's not a historical book? This is what the Mormons love to do, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary people. <laughs> they, the Mormon leadership loves to just make a statement with no context or, or um, like details and just leave it up to you to figure out what they mean. It's uh. like when the whole thing with women in the priesthood was happening and – and there were like, you know, the people were going to stage the walkouts and there was like the wear pants to church day, yes, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then the church leaders came out in conference and said, women already have the priesthood through their husbands and through the temple ordinances. And many. And so, of course, all the progmos go, oh, what a wonderful answer to this question. <laughs> but the people <clears throat> like our Lord and Savior, C. Jane. Yeah. Said, well, what does that mean? What does that mean that I have the priesthood? Can I give blessings? Right. Can I administer the sacrament? Exactly. Can I hold the callings men hold? Like, you can't just say women have the priesthood with no further explanation because the priesthood means something very specific. And these these are things that women cannot do. Exactly. It's the same thing the Mormon church does with gay people when they say to Mormons, well, you should love your gay children. Okay, well, what – well – what does that mean? Should I tell them not to be gay? Right. Should I tell them to be celibate? Should I encourage them to get married? Should I not? Like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Like, love your gay children, fine. Yeah. But like, but how does that jive with any of the other teachings exactly. of the church? Exactly. So it's this really easy thing thing to say with no follow up or no further questions. You yeah. know? Yeah. We're all screwed. Anyway, so <clears throat> they have now changed the church article. The article. Like two days later. They changed it. They changed the wording of it. And folks, this is not the first time this has happened. No, because they're gaslighting sons of bitches. Right. Anyway, the new article says, President Nelson said the Book of Mormon is not a textbook. Any formal formal history textbook would give an equivalent attention to all component generations. The Book of Mormon does not do that. What the fuck does that mean? What does it even mean? What 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 do equivalent generations mean? Oh my God, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Yeah. So, Ugh. because there was, because again, they say these things and they're just, they're used to operating in this world of like the 1940s where no one would read that talk and everyone would just go about their Mormon lives and no one would know that some crazy prophet somewhere said this. They don't know how to live in the information age where he says that it's published, it's immediately shared all over it's gonna, Twitter it lives forever. and people are saying, what the <clears throat> hell does this mean? Yeah. And so suddenly they're like, oh shit. Like he said that the Book of Mormon isn't historical which is obviously not what they he meant to say, or now they're trying to say it's not what he meant to say. Yeah, something like that with the magnitude, the gravity of a statement like that. Yeah. Okay. Is not just an, oh, that was misinterpreted. Right. Or he misspoke. Or we just wrote that wrong in the church right, news right. that we published and sent out to everyone. To the world, right. That is fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. So for like two days, the Book of Mormon wasn't true <laughs> Like for like two days, it wasn't based in history. And no one has come out and said, oh, sorry, we... we, we no, mis- of course. Like... Because like, like, that would be that would be the thing that would make the most sense to say, hey, we wanted to clarify because we realized the way that we stated this in this article, dot, it, dot, dot, we, we was ambiguous. Yeah. whatever, whatever. But no, they just change it. Just quietly. They pretend they never said it. And it. republish the whole article. Right. 
Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Gaslight. Look it up. Gatekeep. Girl boss. Okay, where is that from? You say that all. It's time. like it's <clears throat> kind of like live, laugh, love for the TikTok generation. Oh. But anyway, gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Oh yeah. Um, That's no good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a brief break while we reassess. And while you finally get to go to the bathroom. Oh, I know that it hurts when you've been holding it in like that. It does, and it can cause a UTI. <clears throat> Don't do that. Which is not good. Um, and Just... then if you get into UTI, you might have to have your uterus cut out like Cindy did. <gasps> Because that's what UTIs cause, hysterectomies. I'm going to give everyone Cindy's email address just so they can ask for advice. Um, is there Before we go, is there anything you want to share about Cindy's hysterectomy? Because you were there. I was there. You were holding the knife. <laughs> you know, I would have been honored to hold the knife. What I... What I liked is that Cindy thinks she remembers when she was waking up that someone's... Wait, what did they say? <laughs> she thought she heard someone say... It's you're, not you're an empty vessel. It was... You're all dried up. You're all dried up. Right. And we don't know what they were talking about. They, well, also, maybe no one even said that. Right. Maybe that was just her coming out of anesthesia. Right. But I love the idea that she's coming out of anesthesia after surgery to get her uterus removed. Yeah. Her womb. Right. Her womb cut from her barren core. Uh, exactly. And some nurse, I imagine it's a male nurse, yeah. says, you're all dried up. It was definitely a male nurse. <laughs> And let's take a break and I'll give you the the recap. Okay. Of that. Of you're all dried up. Of well, Cindy's uterus. Just to me or after we come back from the well, break? For the gentle listeners. Oh, because I already know. Yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me. I'm not I well I already I already was there. I want you to go sit on your front porch while I do it. Okay, bye. <laughs> have you heard of Leonardo da Vinci? I sure have. The best thing is we plan these ads ahead of time. We don't. Didn't he write Barefoot in the Park? He did. He wrote Sunday in the Park with George. Um, what the fuck? Where no, are we but going he was an artist was. in the Renaissance. Yeah. And um, a creator, if you will. And just as a little side note, and then I'll get to my point, but <clears throat> the person that he used when he painted Jesus was actually, many people believe, his twink lover. Right. So all of the Christians who worship these Renaissance paintings of Jesus, it's Leonardo da Vinci's like bottom. gay bottom twink lover. Right, right, yeah. Right. So anyway, Fantastic. but but back in the Renaissance, people <laughs> had patrons. Artists had patrons. They did to free them up to. Yeah, that's where the word comes from. Are you joking? <laughs> so like wealthy people would be patrons to artists, and then artists could live and like s- support themselves, but they could still create their art. That sounds like an app called Patreon. Oh, shit. Tell me more. <laughs> well, creators... Like ourselves. Exactly. Can <clears throat> post content within this app. Right. And it... It's, and patrons... And patrons can pay for that content. Right. And depending on how much they pay, you can get all kinds of different types of content from said creators. We're not going to run through the content. <clears throat> you can look it up. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. With an A. Some some months we don't provide any content. Because <laughs> we're bad at living up to our promises. <laughs> but some months we do. And you get it for free by paying for it. You, <laughs> you get it absolutely free. So throw a little money our way if you want. Get some bonus content. Do it for gay twink bottom Jesus. If that's all you got. Um, you can be a patron for as little as $1. Or as much as one million, million dollars a month. A month. So, but beyond a million, we'll be like, hold on, we can't, 
We can't Beauty provide content breaks. for that much. Anyway, money. that's the end of the ad because it's already <laughs> two minutes. Okay, bye. bye. Go. So since this isn't a top five, it's gonna be. Oh, my cat is climbing all over the arts and crafts. <laughs> Raymond, Ray, get out of there. That's what cats do. I know, but they're arts and crafts. Who so, do you love more? Art. Um, <laughs> so we had that first segment about Mormon gaslighting. Uh-huh. We're going to do a brief middle segment about how fun we are if you have a, a surgery. <laughs> and then we're going to do a, fu- a, a second segment about Mormon gaslighting. So I went with Cindy Morag to her yeeting. Right. The yeeting of the ute. Right. That di- right. disappointing Scottish uterus of her. And I just want to say that if you have to have a really emotionally... Uh, burdensome <laughs> procedure done that uh-huh. involves cutting away some may say the physiological core of your <laughs> of your gender identity right. we're a fun group of friends to have while you right. go through that because we will say some funny shit bring twain with you right so, we'll say funny shit the, while you're crying about the loss of your womanhood the first thing I wanted to share is that when we went to the pre-op room mm-hmm. Cindy and I together mm-hmm because I got to stay with her through pre-op right. until they wheeled her off too. Right. Were you there like when they shaved her cooch? Her op. No. <laughs> Isn't that part of pre-op? No. They got to shave your hush? I think that's part of pre-op phase two. Oh, okay. So you were not there for the shaving of the hush. So the... <laughs> Which to shortened would be the shush. The, sh- the shush. Um, okay. We're about to perform the shush, ma'am. Would you like to stay here? What's the shush? It's the shaving of the hush. Oh, yes, I'll stay. That's you and one of the nurses talking. <laughs> a very, a very uh, formal nurse <laughs> from the South who calls you ma'am. Ma'am, we're about to perform the shush if you'd like to stay. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> She could sense your southern roots. Would you like a so she glass to... of sweet tea? <laughs> Would you like some sweet tea while we perform the chef? <laughs> anyway. So, the first thing that happens in pre-op is... You shave your hush. No. A nurse comes in. Uh-huh. Oh, and... This is going to be a long segment, isn't it? It's not. Okay. <laughs> and she wants to put the heart rate monitor on Cindy's finger. Right. <clears throat> and she's... But Cindy well... doesn't have any fingers. <laughs> Which which they didn't realize. She's holding the heart rate monitor, the Uh nurses, and she says to Cindy, "Um, I'm not sure which hand to put it on. Do you know which side they're doing? And Cindy goes, "Um," and then it's just real quiet. And the nurse fully says, Sorry, I didn't check to see what procedure you're having oh, done. Oh, great. <clears throat> great. And we pay thousands right. among for thousands upon thousands. More than any other civilized nation. Healthcare yeah. in this country. Right. <clears throat> and Morg's like, I'm, I'm having a hysterectomy. And she goes, oh, oh, okay, then I guess it doesn't matter. No shit. Right. So. Because it's in the center. It's not on a side. <clears throat> and then the doctor comes in, the surgeon comes in into mm-hmm. pre-op. And explains that there will be four small, like, less than a centimeter incisions. Right. And they're pulling everything out through the vagina. Right. As one does. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean. Right. Yeah. I did that yesterday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and either 
the surgeon didn't explain to Morag that those incisions would be made. Because uh-huh. first they have to go in and clip. Imagine a Barbie, brand new Barbie. Right. It's in a box. Sure. It's tied to the back of the box. Uh-huh. You have to undo those little twist ties to get the Barbie out of the to box. To yeet the Barbie out of the vulva. Right. The, so, out of the vagina. So it's the like box. that. They have to like clip the ovaries, clip some tubes and shit, and then they can go... Do you think, I don't remember if we've talked about this on this show, so I'm going to keep this kind of vague because I don't, have, <laughs> don't necessarily have permission. Do you, but do you remember <clears throat> when Cindy tells a story about watching some, watching some type of something that involved things being pulled out of things? Do you think that was a foreshadowing of this? Ah, we can totally talk about that. She watched lesbian porn over COVID. Over, over quarantine. COVID. Right. We were all looking for new porn right, over co- right. quarantine. During we were quarantine, all trying to shake it up. And it was ladies pulling panties out of their hushes. Like putting putting panties up their hush <laughs> and then pulling it out. So, and Cindy was like, what the hell is this? She's like, well, I Do guess I'll get that, a hysterectomy. Like, in the, in the movie of our lives, that scene, there will be like a, there will be like a musical montage where they play Tears for Fears and it cuts back and forth. Between shots of Cindy's uterus being pulled out of her vagina and, and uh, nasty thongs, porn yeah. with ladies, <clears throat> and I also just want to say real quickly, Cindy loves nothing more <laughs> than us saying incredibly inappropriate things about her about surgery. her. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are well, no one listening to this could be shocked by anything. Don't anymore. call your lawyer. But if you're listening and you're just thinking like, "Wow, this seems really like invasive," that's what she wants. <laughs> so okay. So the surgeon explains, I'm going to right. do these four incisions and pull everything out. Right. And she goes, wait a minute. Uh, I, I, I just was told everything was going to be done through the vagina. And she goes, no, we have to make these incisions. And, and she explained it fine and, and succinctly. And it was quiet in the pre-op room. And by this point, there's the surgeon and like four other nurses. Mm-hmm. And it's quiet for a minute. And they're all just looking at Cindy. And Cindy goes, well, shit. <laughs> and she's, she asked me to text her husband. Right. And say, <clears throat> could you text him and let him know that I'm going to have incisions? Like, they either fail to mention this to her. Right. Or she just missed it somehow. Right. So that was cute. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Cindy, but I will. Okay. I don't think it was about having the incisions necessarily, but it was just about like going in and kind of expecting this to go one way and then suddenly being like. Exactly. Oh, wait. Like it's not like she was worried about like a scar on her body or, right. you know, no, whatever. No, no. But it was just like, she wait, wasn't wait, wait. Prepared. I thought this was something different than what you're now telling yeah. me it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So anyway. <clears throat> but she was also worried about her career as a swimsuit model. Because that so, might be out the window now. Ah, so they try to start an IV. Uh-huh. And they blow out a vein. Right. They try to start another IV on the other side. Blow out the vein. Right. I watched them try a third time. Right. And then that's when the anesthesiologist said, you're all dried up. <laughs> he did say that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So maybe that's what <clears throat> she remembered. I you know, As she came out? I don't know. And so they had to do the IV while she was under. Okay. Straight up her hush. Just. <laughs> and 
That skin's so... very receptive to absorbing <laughs> liquid. It's very thin. So then about, oh, like uh, four or five hours later, I go see her in the recovery. Right. And there are these two blonde nurses in there. Right. They both look like late 20s. Okay. Okay. It has, it has nothing to do to say that they're unqualified or, or they don't have proper credentials. But I'm just trying to paint the picture. Paint a picture. Yeah. <clears throat> Morag has been in recovery for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's doing this thing where her jaw's chattering like she's cold. Right, yeah, even yeah, Even though yeah. she said she wasn't cold, but the anesthesia was yeah. coming out of her system. And <clears throat> she is feeling terrible where the incisions were. Her jaw is chattering. Her mm-hmm. lips are chattering. Teeth chattering. That was it. That's what I'm looking for. Her jaw is chattering. Her lips. <clears throat> her chin. Her chin. Her flames. And then, she, and then the nurses start asking her questions. Like, in the last three weeks, have you thought of killing yourself? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Have you been um, a victim of abuse ever in your life? And Cindy goes, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Cindy said, I have a master's degree. <laughs> And then the nurse said, I'm done asking weird questions. What's your favorite color? Yes. This is what I want to know. (laughs) Because surely someone listening is a nurse or works in medicine or something. Is that, are those like typical just, like is there, like do you have to ask those? Right. Just coming out of surgery? Like it just feels like those seem very odd questions. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if those are like <clears throat> official, everyone gets asked those and this is the reason why and blah, blah, blah. That, and that's, that's kind of the impression I got. But still in the moment, I'm just like, she's miserable. She's right. in pain. She's, her teeth are chattering. Right. And also she has the most intensely painful urge to pee. Like you oh. do when you're waiting till the end of the movie to pee. Yeah. And then when it finally or comes Or like when out, you're waiting for a break and hot drinks. Oh, oh, even yeah, worse. Yeah, even worse. And and so anyway and I'm just like feeling so I'm just like observing Mm -hmm. and Cindy's just serving up her typical Cindy right and you know and saying things like why are you asking me that (laughs) amazing I know it was amazing anyway so, so anyway so Cindy doesn't have a uterus yeah and neither do I there we go. Should we take another break? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you want to send messages of love or messages making fun of Cindy's uterus, her dirty, rotten Scottish uterus, <laughs> just send them to us and we'll pass them along. Okay. Because she's recovering well. I do want to mention one more thing. <laughs> one of the first things I said to her after the two Bopsy twins nurses right. left was... Ask her if she'd ever gotten fingered in the back of a movie, (laughs) in the back of a Cinemark. (laughs) Have you ever been fingered in the back of a Cinemark? Anyway, what's your favorite color? Sorry, these are just questions we have to ask. I know they're really weird. (laughs) Anyway, so they leave and I go, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that you had all your reproductive organs when I first saw you today. And now you don't. And she goes... 
I know. And then she looks over to the left and goes, where, where is it? Where did they put it? <laughs> like, it just like it's just going to be in the recovery room with <laughs> like her. Like next to her in a bowl. Like in a, in a, in a crib. Right. <laughs> wrapped in a blanket, swaddled. Just with the little <laughs> fallopian tubes <laughs> laying out to the side. Wearing anyway. Little, little baby cap. Wow. But she literally looked to the left and went, where is it? <laughs> so again, if you have to go through a surgery that is both physically demanding and emotionally demanding, yeah. we're your we're your girl. We're your girl yes. to be there we're your girl and Friday. to say really inappropriate things. We're your girl Friday. And to make fun of the nurses. Yeah. And to make and to curse the American medical system. Oh my god. Okay. You so, wanted to talk about missionaries. Yes. I, I always love to talk about missionaries. Okay. I, it's a website. It's missionaryboys.com. It's boys with a Z. <laughs> so, Just kidding. That's so not what we're going to talk about. Um, okay. So in the in the Mormon gaslighting world today, this week, there was um, there was another... And and I'll, and I'll be honest. I, don't, I didn't do all the research you did. I don't know where this came from. I don't know what city they were in. But this is being shared, a talk that was given that is from um, Elder Ballard. And I'm just going to read a little quote. For those of you never knows, he is one of the 12 apostles of the Mormon church. So he said, some missionaries have felt pressure to invite people to be baptized during the first lesson or first contact. These missionaries have felt that inviting people to be baptized the first time they meet them demonstrated the missionary's faith and supports their thinking that inviting people to be baptized early is what expect is what is expected, he said. Other missionaries have felt that an invitation to be baptized early allowed them to promptly separate the wheat from the tares. In this case, some see baptismal invitation as a sifting tool. Church leaders don't <clears throat> know where this practice began, but it was never our intention to invite people to be baptized before they had <clears throat> learned something about the gospel, oh felt the Holy God. Ghost, and been properly prepared to accept Accept the lifelong commitment to follow Jesus Christ, said President Ballard. Our retention rates will dramatically increase when people desire to be baptized because of the spiritual experiences they are having rather than feeling pressured into being baptized by our missionaries. Full of shit. <laughs> so for any of you listening who have been a missionary, I guarantee goddamn tea yeah. that you were taught to extend the offer to baptism in the first discussion. Uh, I even know this and I didn't serve a mission. Like I served a mission 30 years ago. Well, not that long, but 25 years ago. Which is much shorter. Right. (laughs) I then was a teacher at the MTC. So I taught missionaries how to be missionaries. We 1000% taught them this. Yes. Like these were metrics that were tracked in the mission field. Yeah. So... That and that, so that was 25 years ago. After I was a missionary, there was a big relaunch of the missionary curriculum called Preach My Gospel, yeah. PMG, <laughs> as people call it. As it were. So people have started posting like screenshots from Preach My Gospel, which was the official church tool for teaching the gospel. So someone had posted this big kind of. <laughs> You know, it's like a it's like a self-assessment that missionaries are supposed to perform weekly where they kind of rate how well they're doing in different aspects. So here's some things they're supposed to rate themselves on. One through five. One is never. Five is always. Okay. One of them, I invite my investigators <laughs> to be baptized in the first lesson. Rate yourself one to five. <laughs> Later on the same page, I invite myself, my investigators to be baptized in the first lesson. Yeah. Again, rate yourself again. So <laughs> nice we said it twice. Oh, my God. And then it says, um, in the lesson outline, it says, emphasize the importance 
of the last bullet, which introduces the covenant of baptism and prepares the investigator to accept the invitation to be baptized at the end of the first lesson. Jesus Christ. So literally in the official <laughs> training materials of the church, yeah. it says to invite people to yeah. be baptized in the first lesson. Well, now the church is realizing that that seems a little aggressive it causes people to get baptized who really don't know anything about the church. Yeah. It causes a lot of problems. So what does Elder Ballard do? Does he say, you know what? This is a tactic we have used in the past. We've realized it can be problematic, so we are reassessing. No. He says, totally. I don't know where those practices <clears throat> began. Goddamn. And he says, it maybe came from missionaries who felt like that it showed their faithfulness. Oh, yeah. Like he blamed, <laughs> he blamed these yeah. 19-year-old boys yeah. and girls that it was their fault. Yeah. Like, the reason that this bad practice was happening was probably some missionaries were just overzealous right. and wanted to prove their faithfulness. I So this, like, 80-year-old <clears throat> man with tons of power and tons of money gets cornered about why does the church do this practice that is that is now seen as somewhat problematic? Yeah. Which, again, of all the problematic things the church does, <laughs> this seems like... Way low to on the barely table. register, yeah, <laughs> right. But he lies and says it was never official, and then he blames the missionaries. Yeah, he blames these like powerless kids that's, and says, "Well, it must have been their fault." That's an abusive spouse. Yeah, that's classic abuse yeah. profile there. Yeah. So, progmos who are listening, Mormons who are still in it, but you listen to hot drinks. That's right. the definition of a progmo, right? Um. <clears throat> Write in and tell me, have you reconciled the whole Rusty Nelson Book of Mormon thing and the Russell M. Ballard blatant gaslighting? Yeah, just change, yeah. Let us know how you've reconciled it. I'm fa- I'd be fascinated to know. Well, Are you going to stay an invested, believing, participating member of the church after these things? Here's what I think is and why. would be fascinating to yeah. see. Because okay. you know in the whatever 36 hours it was from Rusty saying the Book of Mormon is not a historical document to the to Rusty Nelson saying whatever he said about it's it not not, text, con- not containing the histories of uh, adjacent peoples or whatever he said. Yeah. You know that in those 36 hours progmos around the world and I saw some of this online were like doing backflips to say, well, that makes sense to me that he said it wasn't a historical textbook because it's not really a textbook. And it really is like, does it have to be true historically to like all to actually be true spiritually? So maybe, you know, like doing all that work. So they were like, they were tumbling down the tumbling mat, yeah, yeah. you know, just backflip over backflip over backflip, just making this all make sense in their head. And then 30, 24, 36 hours later, the church is like, oh, just kidding, he didn't really say that. And suddenly all this work they've done to be like, well, it doesn't really, they're like, oh, never mind, it's true, it's historical. Okay, it's historical. Yeah. So they like, all these lies they were telling themselves about like, well, does it really matter? And can't it be true even if it's not historical? And we know parts of the Bible aren't historical, but they still contain great truths. Now suddenly they're just like, oh, never mind, it's all true. Oh, thank (laughs) Oh, it's all true. I'm going to go get a Diet Coke. Right. Exactly. Um, anyway. So Progmo's out there. How do these things make you feel? And if they barely ruffle your feathers, please explain why. There are no Progmo's listening to this whose feathers are not ruffled by this kind of stuff. Uh, okay. I really don't. I think. Okay. Let me say this. Progmo's. Because you're Progmo's, by nature of being a Progmo, your feathers get ruffled. Yes. Right. Why are you still Mormon? Right. 
That's it. That's what I want to know. Okay. I want them to write in. P.O. Box 1111, Boston, Mass. What? What? Why is that a joke that we have? It's great. It's really funny. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's kind of the episode. It's not a top five. No. It's just us talking about how the Mormon church gaslights you. Yeah. They're pretty big things. Pretty big things. I'm sorry. But those, the the Book of Mormon thing, the Cindy thing, the Russell and Ballard and Missionaries thing. Pretty big. Pretty big. We put it together as a conglomerate. Here's a question I have for you, Episode. Sis Twaint. Oh, me. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who is who is no longer a Mormon. Are you still talking to me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> who did you think I was talking to? The cat? I was talking to a friend of mine about this who is no longer a Mormon, but who still is very much like, I would say still a very spiritual person. Still believes in Jesus, still believes in God, but just doesn't, no longer believes in like the institution of the LDS okay. church because it just has failed her on too many levels. Right. Um, and, oh, now I've totally lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Your friend. But what I said, I was going to ask you. Progmo. She's still kind of sympathetic. I have no idea. Wow. I. <clears throat> so we started off. Okay. <laughs> so let's recap the whole episode. Let's recap. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I had a question. Didn't I say I have a question so I want to ask you? For me, Sis Twaint. Yes. And it was after we asked the Progmos to write in. We know I, your feathers I, are ruffled, honest. but why do you stay? Right. And then you said, okay. Oh, I, okay. I remember. Okay. Oh, here it is. So when I was, okay. So I was messaging my friend <clears throat> about this and her, I mean, she definitely had her own thoughts about it, but kind of her general thought was, I don't care. Like, like I know what I believe. I, I know that the, the church is never going to be what I want it to be or is never going to give me the answers that I want it to give me. Yeah. So I don't care if they say crap like this. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, okay. That's probably really healthy <laughs> to not care. Sure. But like, is it, would that, is that a better place to be? So I don't think that's relevant. Okay. And here's why. Okay. <clears throat> because first on the f- first side of the coin there are many sides to this coin <laughs> on the first day of christmas the, on the first day of christmas this progmo said to me right no she's not a progmo anyway um we don't know why your friend does not care or if it's truly that she doesn't care or is she trying to convince herself she doesn't no care? i really truly <laughs> i mean I, I like i don't know obviously okay, i can't read uh, her mind these are rhetorical questions oh okay okay <laughs> so that means shh. so okay and then the other side of the coin the second side of the, the coin. The second cut. Thank you for clarifying because I didn't want people to think I was done with the coin. Um, is it's okay that we care. It's I agree. Right. I agree. And the fact that we're not in the not caring place doesn't make us better, worse, sure. whatever. I do agree with that. Right. It just means we've got stuff to process and it's good that we have the awareness that we're not okay, even though we've been done for several, several years. Right. Um, <clears throat> so this is something that helps us to be aware that, okay, we've still got some shit to work out with this. Yeah. And I think that's just a self-care, self-honoring awareness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think that either place is better, right, wrong, whatever. Agreed, agreed. So. I just feel like, I just... 
I, yeah, no. I Do mean, you just envy that? A little bit. Yeah. I think- like a little bit, I think it would be nice to just be able to, because I just think about like, I have, and obviously like this is not a direct <laughs> one-to-one comparison, but I had real shitty jobs in the past, you know, that, yeah. I, that I left and I no longer work at. Right. And I never think about those jobs. Right. And I don't care what those companies that I used to work for that I thought were shitty are doing. Uh-huh. I, I don't care one tiny bit. Okay. You know, right. and obviously like that's not, you know, there's not an equivalency there. Right. But like, but like, yeah, I do think there's part of me that's like, it would probably feel really nice to be able to just like leave this, leave the church totally, totally and alone just go, and just like not even pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Like not even not care, but just like, cause I'm sure, I'm sure that if I told this story to certain, you know, friends of mine who are no longer members, they would be like, oh, I didn't hear, you know, like they just right. are not paying attention at all. It's just no longer. Right. A part of their lives. Right. And maybe it's because I still have, you know, friends and family that are in and, you know, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I do have a little bit of a, I mean, I do think that like this work is important to like call these things out and to like point out the hypocrisy. But I guess I'm also just a little bit jealous of people, sure. of people that can just go like, yeah, well, of course they said that because they're idiots. And so I always break that down. The people who are the more like that, meh, I don't care. They either A, weren't hurt like we were. Yeah. Which in turn means perhaps they weren't as invested. And and that's not something we can decide. Yeah. Right? And then my other thought always goes to when it comes to those people who are like, I don't care. Meh. It doesn't matter. Whatever. If that doesn't mean you weren't hurt by the organization, have you you've either truly worked through all your pain, and if so, congrats, mm-hmm. or you're saying I don't care because you don't want to look at the pain that it caused you. Yeah, that could also you know that I'm sure there's some truth to that too so, for some people. You so. asked me a simple question, but that question warrants a very complex answer. I right, think right, it does. In the hollow. Oh, anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's the episode. <laughs> all right. Really one of our best. I know. I mean, top three for sure. Top I was two? Just, I was just going to say that it was like a top three. Oh. Number one being Rusty. Rusty. Number two being Cindy. Eating the Ute. Cindy. And number three being The Shush. Rusty too. The Shaving of the Hush. Also Rusty. Oh, that was 2.5. Oh. Um, <laughs> Russell M- Russell Ballard M. Russell Ballard right. is in the is the and he rusty. does not. I bet his wife does not shave her hush. Do you think he goes down? No, 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 no. Do you think any of the twelve go down? Maybe Dieter. Yeah, because he's European. <laughs> I just don't imagine that any of those people have sex for pleasure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like they have probably have they have sex to procreate Mm -hmm. and they probably also sometimes have sex because it draws them and their spouse closer to each other and therefore closer to god yeah but they're never like there's they're never like dirty eaten yeah no no one's raw dogging anyone no yeah you hear the slapping no one's nothing is squirting nothing is squirting oh anyway yeah so that's our thoughts on the 12 (laughs) having sex Anyway, so we should just end this now. Let's end it quick. Quickly. Fast, faster, faster, faster. Bye. You can follow us on hotdrinks.com at the Patreon at the drinks. 